getting honest about financial infidelity and the cost to your relationships, and of course, your wallet. We also have Ubiquity CEO Chad Parks back for his second appearance and the results of the Instagram poll to the Money Friends audience on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Chad Parks coming to you from my casita in Puerto Rico. Oh, that just sounds so cool. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape like Chad Parks. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller. Your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and 20% off your first year. And of course, you support the show by using our link. Chad Parks, welcome back. Thank you. Great to be back. Second show. I hope everyone enjoyed our first show. It was but a very scary incident. So go back and listen to it if you did not, because it will definitely give you some information that will make you feel a lot more secure about your finances. Um, But today we're going to be talking about infidelity um, when it comes to finances. Before we get to that, though, Chad, tell us more. We we talked briefly yesterday um, about your documentary and how you got interested in really focusing on the retirement um, quandary. I mean, this is really a big societal problem that you even really, Mm. it, it informs your whole business ubiquity. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, So I was a certified financial planner uh, in a previous life. And um, I would sit down with small business owners and their spouses and their employees and help them to uh, understand what they needed to do to save on taxes, to save for retirement, to do their financial planning. And um, nine times out of 10, I would say, you need a retirement plan. And they'd say, sure, go find me something. So I was forced to go to market and learn the ropes. And what I found back in the mid 90s was appalling. Um, and that just led me on this quest that, you know, with such a large audience, with such a large need, with a country that is supposed to have all these things aligned up and figured out to have such ill preparedness by masses and masses of people, it was really perplexing to me. And for me, that was a calling that said, you know, it's a problem that needs to be fixed. And that just began the journey. Well, it's an important part of our financial planning, certainly. And it's a great resource for the millions of people that work for small businesses, because without, I mean, imagine if those people didn't have retirement plans in this day and age where we can't depend on things like pensions and certainly social Mm -hmm. security for the vast majority of people is not going to be the total picture. So um, people can learn more about you on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com and go to the uh, thought leader section. But first we're going to get to our headline after we see which one of our friends is going to introduce it. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news, that's why I tune to Money with Friends. Okay, this one comes to us from the New York Times. It is by Jancy Dunn, and it is headlined, Your Cheatin' Wallet, How to Recognize Financial Infidelity and Stop It from Eroding Your Family's Trust. Um And it starts out with a little bit of an anecdote um, saying, when my daughter was a newborn, I fell into a routine of shopping during the afternoon nap, too foggy brain to read. I'd scroll through website after website of baby clothes soothed by the parade of sherbet colored onesies, socks, and tiny cardigans. And then I started buying and buying. And then as packages began piling up in our hallway, I would breezily mention to my husband that I got the baby, quote, 
A few new things. What I neglected to inform him was that I was spending hundreds of dollars a month, money we most emphatically did not have, lying around. As a couple who married relatively late, we found it easier to split bank accounts and finances down the middle. Um, so basically, he didn't see this that this was going on. Um, mm-hmm. I had committed what is known as financial infidelity, um, described by Emily Garbinsky, an assistant professor of marketing at the University of Notre Dame, as, quote, engaging in a financial behavior expected to be disapproved of by one's romantic partner and intentionally failing to disclose this behavior to them. It can run the gamut from mild deceptions, such as neglecting to mention your daily coffee habit, to huge trans- transgressions, like gambling <laughs> away the kid's college fund. Oh my God. Oh, no. I didn't even think about that. I mean, baby clothes is one thing, but the college fund, whoa. Right? Yeah. As it turns out, Tom had also been up to some financial skullduggery. What a word, skullduggery. A fanatical cyclist, a fanatical cyclist. He always seemed to be bringing a dizzying procession of bike-related merchandise into the house, the price of which he was constantly playing down. Uh, We managed to talk it out, however, avoiding this fateful headline from from years ago, man buys new bike, wife is not happy, and takes to Facebook to crowdsource revenge plans. Um, Do you want to read that next paragraph? We're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. We're not alone. A 2018 Harris poll found that 42% of adults in relationships admitted to financial waywardness. A 2019 survey from TD Bank found the most pervasive secrets people kept from their significant others were, in order, from most common to least, credit card debt, hidden bank accounts, a gambling hobby, that's an interesting way of saying it, and unpaid student loans. Wow. Wow. Um, let me just add a couple of paragraphs here. The problem is that financial secrecy can snowball, said Margarita Chang, CEO of Blue Ocean Global Wealth. Um, it can start out with small lies and purchases, but can lead to more serious problems in the future. And because relationship conflicts over money tend to recur, tend to be recurrent and intense, um, they have become a top reason for divorce. And then also, when children enter a relationship, long-suffering money worries can be turned up to full boil. Parents know that raising a child is astronomically expensive. According to the United States Department of Agriculture Statistics, why it's agriculture, I'm not sure, Uh, (laughs) middle-income parents of a child born in 2015, the most recent data available, can expect to spend, brace yourself, $233,610 before a child turns 17. And I don't think that that doesn't include college because it's before they turn 17. That's right. That's pre-college. So double that, I suppose. Oh my gosh. So, all right. What do you think, Brad? I mean, Brad, Chad. That's okay. Brad's on here. Hi, Brad. He's still there. (laughs) Um, You know, this, uh, I had to put some thought into this because I feel personally that I didn't really have this problem with my spouse. Um, you know, we have joint accounts, we run everything through Mint. Like I see every transaction, you know, I don't feel like that I'm hiding anything from her. I don't feel like she's hiding anything from me, but I can see how very easily it could be a problem, especially if there's some level of embarrassment associated to it, or if it had been discussed and agreed upon that it should not happen. (laughs) And yet it is. I mean, you know, the other, the other uh, part of that article there said that this is actually, you know, the money issues are a a higher cause of divorce than infidelity of the traditional kind that we're thinking about. So, you know, I think money's a touchy, touchy subject for people. Um, just because you're married to somebody doesn't mean that you share the same financial acumen or the same financial desires and goals. And, uh, you know, maybe you have different 
needs that need to be met. And maybe you're a spendaholic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We taped this live in front of a Facebook Live audience, and we have with us a lot of our friends. We've got Dylan, Ron, Joe, um, Brad is here. We have, um, gosh. Um, I like uh, Dylan's comment here. Oh, the department, responding to your Department of Agriculture because kids are animals. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, I was going to pull up Brad because I name-checked him earlier. Mm. This is Dr. Brad Klontz, one of our other thought leaders here. He's a financial psychologist. Do you want to grab that comment, Chad? Yep. If discovered, and that's the keyword, if, right, Brad? <laughs> Financial infidelity can rattle the foundation of trust in a relationship, no yeah. doubt. And we have Annette here with us. Oh, my gosh. Um, Annette says, this would be a deal breaker. What else are they hiding from me? See, that's very fair because that, that just fair. opens the door of doubt. And uh, that's, a, that's a hard one to live with. Exactly. What else are they hiding? And we have Ron here as well. Ron says, communication is the most important life skill. It should exist everywhere. And I, that is so true. I mean, it's so, you know, every person is unique, even twins, you know, even biological twins are different people and there's no two wired the same and communication and, and uh, trying to find the right way to be on the same page as somebody is it's a, it's a lifetime of work. Absolutely. And um, we also put this out to our Instagram audience at money friends pod and so everyone follow us, please, on Instagram, in case you didn't get the hint. Um, <laughs> and if you do, you maybe answered this poll. And we asked them, Chad, have you ever bought something and not told your significant other? What, mm. percentage, what percentage said who hasn't? And what percentage said I would never? Oof. All right. Have you so, ever bought something and not told your significant I'm, other? I'm going to say it's got to be 95% have said, yes, I bought something and not told the significant other. No, it's only 60%. Really? So you were correct in that the majority have done that. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. And I will just say there's things that I have bought and not told my spouse. However, I'm not hiding it. It just mm. doesn't come up. He doesn't it want to micromanage, yeah. but he doesn't really care True. if I bought a pair of shoes. He, I, right, I right, manage right. our family finances for good or for bad. And, you know, he just expects the bills to be paid and expects me to be responsible. And we just, you know, kind of trust each other. And so we don't micromanage. He just gives mm -hmm. me an eye roll if I tell him something or if I say, can I do that? He's like, do what you want. So yeah. I think if you have a trust in each other and you agree mutually to not discuss all the small purchases, obviously a big purchase we discuss. Yeah. And that's not really not telling them. It's just living your life. It's just that's what you've already agreed on. It depends on how you've set that up in your relationship, right? Is, is that the expectations that you have? And apparently after reading this article, a lot of people don't communicate and they don't have the same expectations. And a budget or a lack of a budget and or who pays what? It's some serious issues out there. There are some very serious issues. We did also ask people to elaborate on their answers to that last question. Do you want to share some of the answers that our Instagram friends uh, wrote? I would love to if I could find where I put them. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> All right. While we're stalling, I'm going to say um, further in the article, it does say how you can detect financial infidelity. Experts advise watching for these warning signs. Passwords to bank or credit card accounts mm. that were changed without your knowledge. A credit card statement for an account you know nothing about. Defensiveness or anger from your partner when you bring up money matters. If you're the one who is hiding purchases from your spouse, by the way, they are urging you to make a commitment to transparency. That means full disclosure, including sharing details about debt, credit scores, bank balances, and spending 
habits. Like it or not, your approach to money is often strongly influenced by your parents and lifetime experiences that molded you. Interesting. Make a point of mm-hmm. understanding your motivations. Hmm. Lots to think about. Tell us what, what were, do you got those answers for us? Yep. So some of the verbatims that we got in response were, um, you can only hide so many cases of wine. I really like that one. <laughs> um, does my girlfriend really need to know about all the protein powder and knockoff sunglasses that I buy? Um, uh, let's see. The uh, dollar revolution says both are free to spend generally discuss purchases over $300. though. So, so see there, that's good. That's setting a rule that you can agree to, Hey, anything under that, whatever, have fun. Just don't do $300 a day or two ninety nine a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Well, I've done $2.99 every day. What's the big deal? Don't look for loopholes. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. So, um, you know, other comments about the pasta maker, the bagel tray, the needing the appliances, um, just on and on. There it goes. Let's take one more uh, comment from our Facebook Live group before we go to our takeaways. Mm-hmm. Amy's here. All right. Yeah. Hey, Amy. And Amy says, when I spend an excessive amount on something cute for my kids, my husband said, please don't tell me how much it costs. LOL. Now, the <laughs> key word in that is excessive, right? So, again, mm. defining what excessive is. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to get to our takeaways in just a minute. But first, I do want to thank Tiller. Money with Friends is brought to you by Tiller. You can manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet with Tiller. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. Unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets are fully customizable to your needs. Tiller makes them even better with an automatic daily feed of your spending, balances, and transactions. Tiller eliminates data entry, multiple account logins, and CSV files. You just connect your banks once and you can see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once it's set up, you don't have to do anything else. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more info, a free trial and 20% off your first year. And you also support the show that is tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And by the way, the links to all of our sponsors are available on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. We encourage you to use them because it does help to support the show. All right, Chad, do you want to go first or do you want the final word? Uh, I'll take the final word today. <laughs> All right, brave man. You're going to be great. This is about money, but also so much more. If you are the one hiding purchases, you need to come clean, obviously. But if you suspect your love is hiding things, think about the reason why. Is there something mm-hmm. you are doing maybe that makes them feel they have to hide things from you? Maybe find a way to create a dialogue where you feel where they're going to feel more comfortable being open about what they purchase and why. Mm-hmm. How'd I do, Chad? Very good. Very good. Yes. And this tiller, I'm going to check it out because I'm embarrassed to say, I, you know, I as a former certified financial planner, uh, run a three-year budget, very detailed in Excel. Um, I password protected it recently because I was just a little paranoid. And now I can't remember the password. <laughs> so I have to start over. Oh, that's so bad. You got to find that password. Thing I know. Um, so I'm taking away a lot. I've got to maybe check out Tiller, which I, I think sounds good. Good. But this, this financial... In- Make sure to use our code. Yeah, I should, right? So this financial infidelity, the takeaway is, you know, it makes me appreciate the relationship I have to money and that my spouse has to money. But I think that it has, we just got lucky. It wasn't necessarily like we had a conscious discussion about what we're going to do here. And um, it makes me wonder if there is some 
unsaid tension or maybe she feels guilty when she does spend or maybe I should feel guilty when I spend. Um, you know, we've got to put the Amazon down <laughs> every once in a while instead of just buy now, buy now. And uh, so, yeah, I think the other part of this, um, my takeaway is and this. My kids are now eight years old and nine years old. And I think, Bobby, you and I talked about this last time about involving our kids more in the finances of our home, of our household. Let them get a feeling for and an understanding of, you know, what is a mortgage payment? What is insurance? How much does the TV cost? How much does, you know, the subscription to their their Copa Capoeira, I can't even say it, you know, their, their after school activity. How much does that cost us? And what does that mean? Um, and really give them the context for an appreciation of the value of money, where it comes from, and how best to treat it. And I think we have to also remember, because I'm in the savings business, please, first and foremost, out of your budget, earmark amount for savings, and then go after your spending. That's very, my takeaway. My very closing well remark. said. Yes, very well said. So important. Communication, that theme really should go beyond just couples. It can go to our whole family and just being honest. And maybe that helps kids understand why you may say no to something, even though you can technically afford it, um, that you have to make choices in life and you should make choices in life. Even if you do have the resources to buy something, that doesn't mean you should or will. So That's right. thank you so much for that. Chad, tell us more about what you're up to. Um, you're going to be back in about four weeks. Um, what's going mm -hmm. on at Ubiquity and where can people follow you, et cetera? All right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that next month. Thank you for having me back. I, so it's been great to see the audience here uh, comment live. Thanks for joining us, guys. Really appreciate that. Um, our website is myubiquity.com, M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com. We sort of joke to say ubiquity.com, if you can, you know, um, because it's a mouthful, trust me. And we used to be called the online 401k. So I can't tell you how many times I had to say that <laughs> over and over. But um, that's where you can find us. All of our social links are there. Uh, we appreciate uh, any support you can offer. You know, we are on a mission to solve the looming retirement crisis in America. Go to YouTube and check out Broken Eggs Film. I'm very proud of that. As we've talked about, it has over 320,000 views now. And um, we think that if you watch that film, it might actually modify your behavior a little bit. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about that with your audience today, too. Yeah, it's a pretty dramatic film. I mean, it, it basically blew me away. I couldn't couldn't believe what I was hearing from people. You can learn more about Chad, Ubiquity, and all of our thought leaders uh, from this season and previous seasons by going to our website at moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And please absolutely follow us on social media. Our handle on both Instagram and on Twitter is at moneyfriendspod. And on the Instagram at moneyfriendspod, if you stick close to the stories, you can see when we preview shows and you can participate in the polls, surveys, and quizzes that you hear on the shows and maybe get a shout out. So please join us there. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow for a new edition of Money with Friends. Thanks, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC. Copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. 
As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.